to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike. I got my lineman Matt with me, and today we're gonna go over Blackhawks defenseman from the pa- from this past year. Um, it wasn't pretty, Matt. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. No. You know, in the offseason this time last year, maybe a little before this time last year, we signed Seth Jones. It out of nowhere, it seemed like the Blackhawks were going to be making a push and not necessarily uh, doing the rebuild that they really needed to do. Signed Jake McCabe, who is a solid uh, stay-at-home center. I'm sorry, solid stay-at-home defenseman. And um, I'll be honest with you, man. I was expecting a lot out of Wyatt Kalanuk uh, going into camp and then him making the, the roster coming out. That did not happen. He and Caleb Jones both got a an, an injury in camp, and they were actually both having a really, really good camp from what they said. From there, for Kalanuk, it just went completely downhill. He, um, I know he nursed himself back. He came back. He wasn't the same player. He went down to Rockford, and it actually got worse for him down there in Rockford, and he wasn't able to you know, kind of get back that what everybody really liked in him. Uh, just so starting off with Kalanuk, Matt, uh, are you pretty surprised that they're just ready to kind of move on from him? I, well, I think we could go back two seasons. We thought, yeah, this guy is going to make the roster for sure. And uh, that injury put him back. And um, I'm really surprised the Hawks kind of quit on him. He's, he's still young, 25. It's pretty young for a defenseman. Usually, you know, the good ones don't really come out till around 25 to 27, unless you're really elite like Kale McCarr and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, we don't really have that, you know, we don't have that much in the, in the pipeline, so kind of surprised they let him walk and he's probably going to get a better chance in vancouver yeah yeah i agree ironically uh colin delia signed in vancouver as well i was um, wasn't really surprised that they let him go but i was really surprised that they didn't extend an offer to kalanuk you know that's too bad uh, i kind of saw a, a place for him on this team but at the same time you know you got ian mitchell down there he's more than likely going to make the team next year uh, you, I think you got guys like Isaac Phillips and Alex Vlasic who kind of came onto the scene. And to be honest with you, Alex Vlasic kind of just came out of nowhere. And I thought that he played really well in the time that I saw him play last year. Matt, do you think that, do you see these two guys like maybe uh, trying to make a push to to make the team, to, you know, come this, uh, come this season? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are really high on Vlasic. They want to give him a full season look, and right. I mean, now's the time. You know, we're we're trying to rebuild, and it's not really high expectations. So let's see what this kid's got. It's it, it's cool to see an Illinois kid make the team, and right, the kid is a monster, six six, and I think he played. I want to say fifteen games with the Hawks last season. He two points. I mean, I think he's more of a stay at home guy. You don't really have to expect much. Right, but uh, big shot blocker, big hitter. That's somebody. I mean, you really want on your your defensive six. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, when I saw him, I was like, you know, this dude isn't. This guy's not bad, especially for not really having any experience. He's and like twenty one. Yeah, yeah tw- he's twenty one. Uh, six six. You know, one hundred ninety nine pounds. You know, that's <laughs> that's a pretty big dude, man. Imagine if he puts on another ten pounds, he'd be he'd be a force to be reckoned with down there on the on the blue line. I would probably say. The second biggest guy that we have now is Connor Murphy and and Seth Jones. They both stand at six four, and um, I'll be honest with you, man. I Connor Murphy is somebody who's kind of falling off the radar for me a little bit. Yeah, he he fell off the radar for me two years ago. I just didn't don't see the hype with this guy. 
he's supposed to be a stay-at-home guy. You know, I just, I don't see much, you know, I don't see him doing much. He, his numbers aren't that great. He finished a minus, I believe it was a 20-something last season. I know he was having trouble staying healthy. He, I think he's got some head injuries too as well. But I, for the cap hit, I think he's at 4.5 mil, close to that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's dealt sometime during this season. You know, it's really too bad because I think Connor Murphy has been playing better, but he is definitely, I think, going to be a um, not a guy who can play 82 games a year, maybe not a guy who can play 60 games a year, considering the problems that he's having, you know, with his uh, with his concussions, which is, yeah. you know, it's it's really unfortunate. He's uh, not that big, you know what I mean? Like he's a like big, like tall guy, but he is skinny, you know, for for a defenseman, he's not like. Say, like, Jake McCabe, that dude's a monster. Like, if you saw that guy coming at you, it's like, oh, this is going to hurt. But then you see Connor Murphy, he's he's a pretty, like, his face, he seems like he's just, like, you know, like, just not, not. I'm sure he's strong and everything, but he's not, like, that, like, guy you want, like, for a big, like, he's just skinny and tall. Like, what, what's the word, lanky or whatever? But Wiring. I'd rather have a, a, a jack dude like like freaking Jake McCabe. That That dude scares the hell out of me. And, you know, yeah. I thought that was a good signing by Bowman. I know it's his first season. You know, it's his, it's a new team. I'm hoping the Hawks hold on to Jake McCabe. I hope so, too. Uh, you know, Connor Murphy's standing at 6'4", 212. That's not a small guy by any means. But, but he just doesn't look it. You know, he's his, his got like a really Beetlejuice-looking head. You know, <laughs> that lid's always flopping off on oh, him. Oh, I know, man. But he doesn't Hopefully play Hopefully he got a deal, big. a helmet you know deal. What, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't play like the big guy. That yeah. you want him to throw your body around, dude. You, we got, I mean, I Brandon Hagel was throwing his body around more, and that guy was a freaking like twig last year, just a young kid. I just for for a stay at home, like you get that title. I mean, play like it. We, I, mean, I haven't seen him do it since he's been traded here. Yeah, you know the curious case of Connor Murphy. I thought that he was going to be, um, I thought that he was going to be making a bigger a bigger impact on the. Um, uh, you know, on the Hawks last year, it's really unfortunate that, you know, that he's he's had these injuries. I think he had four goals and six assists. You know, that's not that's not something that you want to see off off of a guy who's supposed to be, you know, on your second your second line pairing. Um, had seventy one shots. You know, that's you know, at forty seven uh, penalty minutes. You know, I I don't think that. Mm. You know, he's not going to be lighting the game up. I'm not sure how many hits he had, but he's 29, man. And that's old. That's old <laughs> for, I mean, he's had for his somebody that you're, that you're waiting to hit their, <laughs> yeah. you know, their, their prime. Uh, I think that Connor Murphy's probably as good as Connor Murphy's going to get uh, at 29, having concussion issues. Uh, that's not a good sign at all. So, you know, who knows, man? Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with him, but I don't think that, um, I don't know. This could be his last year, to be honest with you, especially if he c- continues to have concussion issues. Can we trade him back to Phoenix and maybe get Jarmelson's rights back and maybe suit him up? Because I would rather have him right now. Because I know the retired, guy's going <laughs> to. I'm just saying, I'd rather have him right now. Yeah. Just because he blocks shots. This something like this trade, it didn't make any sense. You, you, this guy has never, you know, th- this was the main piece in the trade. Yeah, he was. And to be honest with you, man, he filled he filled the void. But after Jarmelson left, man, he had he had uh, injury issues. 
ever, oh, yeah. ever since he left. And I can understand why. Double the work. Yeah. <laughs> Phoenix. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, the guy, you replaced one of the best stay-at-home defensemen, or you traded the best stay-at-home defenseman the Hawks have ever had. Blocking shots. Doing, every, doing all the little things. For Connor Murphy, he is not even close to living up to that trade. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a terrible trade. So Jake McCabe, 6'1", 204. I think he's a... He's definitely a big guy, man. Um, he is one of those guys who I think is the stay-at-home defenseman that we want. It took him quite a bit to, you know, to, to kind of get comfortable, you know, pl- you know, playing, you know, with the Hawks. It kind of seemed like he was out of position quite a bit at the beginning of the season, but as the season went on, he got bigger. Obviously, I'm I'm going to put the the blame of that on Colladin because you know pretty much nobody knew where to go, you know, while while he was coaching. Um, this year, I think, is going to be a big year for McCabe, especially under Luke Richardson. I think Richardson's going to give him the, I, w- I want to say, the um, the go-ahead to kind of play his game, uh, let him play his game. I think that they're probably similar guys. Um, and I think Jake McCabe's going to have a good year this year, man. Yeah, that's a good take. They they pretty much are very similar, the way they both play the, the, the mean stay-at-home guy. And yeah, Jake McCabe, 6'1", 204. He plays big, too. He, he lays out guys. and he stands if you put, up. <laughs> if you put him with the right guy, that's going to be a good defensive pair. Even if right. you put him with, say, Ian Mitchell, like you want that run-and-gunner guy, or yeah. even Seth Jones. I, I mean, I think he's making, what, three, eight, or $4 million? That's nothing for the next couple seasons when hopefully right. this rebuild is over. This is a guy you want to... Mentor these young defensemen coming up. The way you you need a guy like him, and you know what? He's from Wisconsin. He's close to home. I'm I'm sure he doesn't want to be traded. I hope he's not traded. But this is a guy you want on a rebuild, for sure. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I think that he definitely has a spot on this team, and uh, I like him. Um, let's move on to Caleb Jones. Caleb Jones is someone, you know, he's living in his brother's sh- uh, shadow a bit. Six one one ninety four. You know, I think that this kid is a lot better than if his last name wasn't Jones. Like, if he was, like, Caleb Smith, you know, or Caleb, like, Radish, he, it'd be like, hey, man, you know, this kid's actually pretty good. But the the but the but fact that he's Seth Jones' smaller brother, I think that people are looking for him to be better. And uh, I think that people are looking for him to, to be more like Seth. And he's not, but... I think that he's a great. I think that he's a good defenseman, man. I think that he's serviceable, um, and I, I think that you give him the opportunity. I think that he could play well. What do you think of Caleb? Yeah, I was. You know, he was on the other end of the Duncan Keith trade. It's so all like, oh, geez, well, this is this is what they're giving us. But right, I was really surprised with him. And you know what? If that helped us get Seth Jones, which it did, I mean, it, it's been working out good. I, I think he played great last season. I know he had some injury problems, but I mean, this was his first chance, I, I believe, on like to to start on a hockey team. He played 51 games as a career high for him. He was a minus three. That's I think the best on the team, the best on the defensive core. A minus right. three. Everyone else was minus 20s and 15s. Yeah. It was terrible. We didn't fit one defenseman. Didn't finish in the positive ratings. Right. So I thought. That, you know, it was going to be one of those, oh, they had to give us a player type of thing just to eat a contract for another contract. But I'm really happy with it, man. He, he's, well, I think, I believe he's 25, right? 25 years old. And yeah, 
he at times he played better defense than his brother. I, I would, you know, man, I would have to agree with you on that. Yeah. This is the second best year that he's had, and it was on a shitty Blackhawks team. Uh, career highs in goals and assists. He had five goals, ten assists, fifteen points. Well, I mean, this isn't. Yeah, he's not burning the bar the the barn down, but you know, he's producing in a role where he shouldn't be producing at. Let's be honest. Yeah. He's not supposed to put numbers up. Right, and he is. He's put up he put up 15 points and he was a minus 3 which in 50 51 games. That's pretty impressive considering the uh the amount of goals that the Blackhawks were giving up last year. Yeah, one of the worst in the NHL. And if we we could go back to uh even Jake McCabe Jake McCabe put up 22 points. Right. For a guy that's not supposed to even, like, touch the puck. <laughs> right. So I give him a lot of credit, too. I know the stay-at-home guys, I mean, they, you got to you gotta be able to, you know, play. You still got to, you know, get the pucks up to the wingers and break the puck out. But for these these two guys aren't really, they're not known for that. And right. I thought, you know, they, they did a good job, and I hope that they're guaranteed at least a top-four spot. Right. So moving on to Seth Jones, the uh, older brother, 78 games played. He had five goals, 46 assists, 51 points. Not bad. Minus 37. Um, you know, his big contract is, is kicking in this year. Um, he's going to be getting a lot of minutes. And um, you know what? I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't, I don't see a, a problem, you know, uh, with this guy. Um, I think that he's going to be, he's going to be put in a position to, to really make a difference on this team on the defensive side of the puck. I, I mean, it's going to be his blue line, essentially. He's going to be the guy back there. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. The reason I say that is, is because typically when a guy gets traded to another team, when he comes in, he's got to find a place to live. You know, he's got to you know find his way around town, kind of establish his life there. And, and for some guys, I think that that's difficult. Um, but... This is his second year in, you know, I think that he's, he's going to be, he's going to be used to being in Chicago. He's used to the, the facilities. He's going to be comfortable. And I'm looking forward to him having a, a nice long off season to kind of get over what happened last season and come in and lead this defensive core, you know, into the, into the future, especially if we've got guys like Ian Mitchell coming in or Alex Vlasic coming in, coming in and kind of, uh, you know, mentoring these guys as well. What do you think about Seth? I thought he was great last year. He was one of the best Hawks, I think. Yeah. Him and Kaner, for sure. Obviously, the cat was good, too. But, I mean, is his money is going to be kicking in. Not a big deal to me at all. When you're on a rebuild and you got cap space, you shouldn't even be worrying about that stuff right now. We When when you're good, contending for a cup, and we, we've been there. We've known. I mean, we've seen guys come and go because of the cap. We don't have to worry about that for a while. Right. So these people, oh, he makes 9.5. Who cares? Who cares? He's still going to put up numbers. He's the guy who, like you said, he's going to be anchoring the blue line, putting up a lot of minutes. And you know what? The guy, he had a pretty damn good season. 51 points, 78 games. That I think his career high is around 55 with Columbus, that one good season with uh, Panarin and all that uh, that stacked Blue Jackets team. Right. But I I thought he did great, man. I Of course, you'd like to see a better plus minus, but look at the team. We, we were bad. We had goaltending problems. I mean... I mean, Flory was good, but I mean, it, how good are you going to be with a team in front of you? So I think that if we could uh, get a stable like system with our defense, and I think I, I almost said Brad Richardson, I believe it's Luke Richardson, right? Coach? Right. Uh, 
I think he can really uh, help Seth Jones and the rest of our defense kind of learn the position correctly and not just, all right, get out there and this is your man, this is your man, Colleton type of thing. So I think Seth Jones is going to have an awesome year, probably a career year. Hopefully Kaner's, you know, seen a lot of ice time with him on the power play and stuff. But uh, I'm I'm a Seth Jones fan. I was, I mean, two, what was it, two years ago, me and you in the winter were talking about, hey, let's get this guy. Let's yeah. throw a trade. And he and it happened, and yeah, we looked crazy. awesome. We looked smart. And I'm, I'm behind this guy 100%. You know, uh, Seth, not Seth Jones, I was going to say Jay Fresh. He put out um, some some favorable analytics for Seth Jones that kind of changes the, you know, like the Seth the Seth Jones sucks, you know, crowds, yeah. you know, you know, <laughs> the looking, hate. Yeah. yeah, the hate here. Looking at the data, man, he had a, a win above replacement at a ninety one percent, which is really really good. Um, his even even strength defense was ninety two percent, and the competition he faced eighty seven percent of the time was the best competition. Um, these are really impressive numbers uh, for for Seth Jones, and uh, especially considering you know a lot of people don't think that he's good, man. And but no, he's he, good. His numbers uh, his numbers speak for themselves. So moving on to Riley Stillman, someone that is a a personal favorite of mine. I think the kid is good, man. I like him. He hits. Um, I think he skates well. He's pretty responsive, responsible defensively. Um, he's he can easily moonlight as a Brandon Hagel lookalike, and um, I think he had a pretty decent season last year. Fifty-two games, two goals, ten assists. Uh, it, also, another kid in a position of not being in a position to score. Yeah, twelve. 12 points minus eight, which is a, which is pretty good. And uh, I'd like to see more of him this year. I think that he's good. I think that he has uh, room to develop. He's 24 years old, 6'1", 196. So uh, he's tall, but he can be, he can move around too. How do you see, how do you see Riley Stillman fitting in? Well, I believe when they made that trade, a lot of people were saying that Lucas Carlson guy was the main piece, and I always said, no, 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 it's Riley Stillman. This guy's a big kid, 24, huge, hundred, almost 200 pounds probably by now. And, I mean, you're building a team, you're building a new blue line, you want it young, big like that. I think I think he's going to be a good player. He's, he's His dad is a Corey Stillman, I believe. He's, a I think, a three-time cup champion. So this guy... He's he's got good winning blood in him, so I'm hoping he's a big part of this uh, core as well. So one prospect I want to talk about was uh, Bowden, Nicholas Bowden, and um, you know, word was that he kind of took a step back last year in Rockford, um, and that Ian Mitchell definitely took the reins down there as a top range defenseman. With this happening, do you think that uh, Bowden spends another year in Rockford, or do you think that there's a possibility that he cracks the team uh, out of camp? Yeah, I don't know. This like going over like the depth chart we just did. I don't know if there's a spot for this kid, but I, yeah. I when we seen him I, in that uh, COVID season, yeah, he looked pretty dang good. He did. I mean, he put up some good. I know he only played two games last year. He didn't really get much of a chance, but like you said, Mitchell. He really, uh, he really stepped up down there, and you know we we've seen a lot with him. I think Brian Campbell actually said that he's really high on Ian Mitchell. And but going back to Bodan, I I think he's still young, man. He's 22, so they should be patient with these guys and not rush them like Bowman did to most of our prospects. 
Right. Yeah. Um, I just, maybe he's one of those kids that just plays better when he's up on the, uh, you know, with, with the main squad, you know? So yeah. I don't know, man, uh, I'd, I'd like to see more of him, uh, maybe another year in Rockford where he's, you know, on a top line down there getting top line minutes could, could really help him. You know, it's not like we're going to, we're, we're going to need him make or break for next year, you know? So if he needs another year of development down there playing top line minutes, you know, that could be, uh, I think that that's something that the Blackhawks should do. Yeah. They got to be very patient with these young guys and, during a rebuild, it's you got time, and you know you, there's no expectations. So, like what they're doing with Reichel going out to the offensive side last year, I loved it. I wish maybe a little bit more at the end, but hey, they're it's patience is it's a good thing right now. One hundred percent. So, everybody, that's all that we got for you today for the Blackhawks. Um, for the Blackhawks defenseman next week, we're going to do goalies um, and we're going to go over some, uh, some predictions on, on maybe where they're going to go with the, the goalie p- uh, position. Blackhawks huh. have uh, preseason starts September 27th against the blues and uh, Saturday, October 1st against the red wings. And then Sunday, October 2nd against the Minnesota, you know what? That's something I want to talk about really quick against uh, Minnesota. Dude, with everything that's going on with Russia, they're talking about that maybe some uh, Russian players might have a hard time coming back. What do you think of that? Well, that, that would suck if you're, uh, if you got like Kaprizov, you got, you got Vanerin, Ovi. I, I know, I think Ovi is going to be okay. He's just, you know, he's a big star. He'll find a way, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't really hear too much about that, but you know, thinking about it with all that stuff going on over there, it's uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. So we'll see how that uh, that situation pans out. If you, it makes you wonder, it's like, yeah, I kind of want to go back home to the motherland, but at the same time, uh... <laughs> yeah. well, good thing it's not the '90s and you're not the uh, the Red Wings. Otherwise, oh, you wouldn't be winning God. all those cups. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. No kidding. You know, they had to practically smuggle all those guys out there, uh, you know, on their own. Well, what was the story back in the 80s? Was that Czechoslovakia? I believe it was the Stastny brothers. They had to escape. Yeah. I believe they they took refuge here. And I think they actually in Canada, they played for the Nordiques, I want to say. And right. I think one of them, Peter, uh, didn't he just uh, who's the one Stastny? Paul, right? Yeah, P- playing with the Jets. Yeah, that's yeah. his dad. So that, that was that's crazy, man. They got a lot of documentaries on that stuff. That's pretty incredible. Guys yeah. trying to get out of these, you know, these countries where the government is, you know, just this overbearing um, yeah. weight on on what they can do or even where they can go, which is incredible. Oh, well, it's well, like Trichiak, man. Remember the USSR? Oh yeah. I mean, that guy would have been the best goalie in the history of the NHL if he got a chance. They wouldn't right. let him. They prevented him. I believe he was a, a Canadian's prospect. He was a draft pick, and it's a shame, man. He would have been He would have been incredible here. Yeah, he was. He. I mean, he could have been, but he was an incredible goalie, and, you know, even though he only played oh, in Russia. Yeah, his Olympic record was, I believe, it was like 125 and 5 or something. <laughs> which, he played against some pretty damn good players. Yeah, he did. Last Blackhawks exhibition game is versus St. Louis in Boise, Idaho. And then the first game of the season is Wednesday, October 12th, against the Stanley Cup champions, uh, Colorado Avalanche. I wonder how Taves and Kane are going to feel uh, being there for that freaking ceremony. Especially how much, how often they would uh, kick in Colorado's teeth back in yeah. the day. 
Times not anymore. Change. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. everybody. That's all that we got for you uh, this week. Do us a favor. Catch us on Twitter. We do Twitter spaces uh, practically each week. If you want to jump on, talk some hockey with us. Uh, maybe there's something on the podcast you want us to cover. Be sure to get us on there. And we'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here. <laughs>